Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. You're listening to Movie Subtastic. I know, there's a problem. I can see you right now in the kitchen bending over a hot stove. I can't see the stove. What's your name? Fuck you! That's my name! Insecure junkyard motherfucker! Fuck you! Yeah, that's my message to you. Fuck you and kiss my ass. Kicking stinky horseman horse smelling motherfucker, you! You dirty piece of slime! You scum sucking pig! You son of a motherless goat! Found you, you robot! I mean, you got real ugly. No, you're okay. This one, real fucking ugly. Furthermore, you can all go fuck yourselves. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. And we are live. Yes. Hello. Hello. Wow. Staticky. <laughs> what happened there? Oh, I don't know. It's, you're very staticky. What happened? All of a sudden, I've lost all bandwidth. Oh, fantastic! Fuck! Everything was fine until I blame you. You you're blaming me. Yeah, I got nothing else running here. Oh, I, I hey, you know, <laughs> well, I don't know what to tell you. Now it's fine. Now it's fine. All right. I have. Hello. I have Fios. Hi, everybody. I don't have a problem. I don't, I don't ever have a problem. And I always have problems with everything. Leave me alone. <laughs> it's not nice to tease. Uh-huh. Welcome to the movie. Joey, Joey. Yeah. What movie am I? Come on. Shit. This is obviously I not have, working for the audio, uh, the listening I have, audience. I have pennies on my eyes. Come on. Oh, it's it's I uh, ha it's I have it, and I just I don't know. You'll think of it. Anyway, welcome to the uh, episode sixty-eight of uh, Movie Suck. 
What? Movie Sucktastic, 68. I was right. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> you are flustered. What's I, going on? I got my, my work phone's going off. Anyway, hello. Anyway, hello. How's so, everybody doing? Uh, oh, so so in this total debacle of an episode already, and we're not five minutes into it. That's right. We'll, we'll be doing a little bit of movie news, uh, maybe the bo box office top ten, and we're going to be talking about the film... What do we watch? Wow. Oh yeah, snakes, snakes on, on a plane. plane. Snakes on a plane. That's how. That's, that's the kind of day I've had. Holy we'll shit! About, we're catching up on snakes on a plane. I did watch it again, sir. So I did too. Yes, I did as well. I didn't have to. And as because... always, we'll be going off on random tangents and talking about bullshit that has nothing to do with what our topic is. So, welcome to Movie Sucktastic. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? I want to do something a little different. Something that we say we're always going to do, but we never do. And just throw in a couple of plugs at the beginning of the show. Plugs? Okay. Yeah, like you can go to iTunes and listen to us. You can review us on iTunes. Yeah. You can download our shows from our website at moviesucktastic.com, and you can leave us voicemail at 908-514-4470. That's it. Yeah. That's all I wanted to do. Okay. Because you can do the, we... You, normally that's done at the end, but... No, normally it's done in the beginning because at the end you might not have anyone listening anymore i should they hope. might they might have I grown bored they, i, I hope gonna, so then they're not gonna care care are they well no if they're listening to us at the beginning you give them the info at the beginning and then you do it again at the end it's very simple okay anyway uh, well because you know what it is too i i noticed that we had another big day for bandwidth uh Oh, and uh, Great that's Britain. That's where all my bandwidth is going. Yeah, Great Britain has been downloading a lot of shows lately. So, oh, really? Yeah. So I want to I want to say hi to Great Britain. How you doing, guys? Um, so, oh. Yeah, that's no, that's not how they talk. <laughs> I I guarantee you, there's plenty of people in England that say sup yo. No. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Really? You want to put money on this one? Sup yo. Sup yo. There's nobody in England that talks like that. I bet there's a it's a different variation of that. There's I why you always got a harp on the little details. I guarantee you, I would put money down that somebody in England speaks just like that. Yeah, they Some, probably came from here. What? Well, America's the only place that has a, a, a annoying people. Fun. <laughs> anyway, um, sup mate? How about that? Sup mate? Less Australian. Okay. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> this is, this episode's off to an awesome start. Well, you're the one hanging me up on little details. <laughs> be one of those episodes, is it, sir? It probably is. Yeah, there you go. Anyway. Yeah. Do we want to do top ten? Do we want to do news? What do you want to do? I don't know. We may want to stop the episode now and call <laughs> <laughs> while we're ahead. Uh, no, let's do the news. You want to do the news? All right. Yeah. I, I have music for our news, as requested by you. It was quick. It was current affair. Oh, do it again. Do it again? Again. All right. <laughs> Man, that means news. That's that fucking A right it does. One more time. Yes. All right, I'm done with that. So, anyway, Joe, what, yeah. what are we talking about? Uh, I believe we're going to talk about Ridley Scott being <laughs> annoying and shitting on the MPAA 
yep. for essentially saying they're giving him a hard time, but the Dark Knight just coasted right through and got their PG-13. But Prometheus is having a hard time getting theirs. Okay, so basically, uh, in the past few months, yeah, uh, as they've been in post-production with Prometheus, right. A-I-E, uh, Aliens Zero. Aliens prequel. Yeah, Which they're uh, denying, and they'll deny it till opening night, and then when people go to you, see it. You, you gotta be fucking kidding me. How do you even deny that? They just, they still are. It's, believe me, I'm as aggravated as anybody else that they're denying it. They're going to deny it till opening night. People are going to see it, and they're going to go, yep, that was a prequel. And then they're just going to sit back and laugh and just, you know, wallow in the buckets of cash. Because it's going to do a, a, probably a 50 to $60 million opening weekend if they can keep people guessing if it's a prequel or not. You know... I, I think what they wanted to do is they wanted to have the opening weekend be big and then right. have the surprise of, oh, guess what it is, to, to create enough word of mouth to, to carry it for like two or three weekends beyond that. Yeah, and, and, and I think what will end up happening is the first weekend will be big and then you're going to get a 60% drop off for the next weekend. Well, that's typical. It, 50, well, 50 to 60% is typical after an opening weekend. For normally. a summer blockbuster or potential blockbuster, not so average. much. On average, though. On average, sure. Okay. I'm like, I'm I'm not, I can guarantee you The Dark Knight doesn't do a 60% drop its following weekend. Oh, don't guarantee that. It might happen. It know, ain't. But... It ain't. Anyway. It only, um, it's only going to happen but... if it makes $200 million its opening weekend. So the hope was so. that. Their, their hope was that the, the that's what they're hoping that'll happen. Yeah. And they probably would have kept the secret a bit more if when you watch the film, it didn't everything, you, or like when you watch the trailer, just the trailer alone, every single thing you see makes you think, oh, wow, it must be an alien. Just movie. the fact that the font materializes in the same way. Everything. You know? Every, it just, it, there's, no, there's nothing to dissuade you otherwise. The, right. I mean, there, there, there were like. There's been space films. The space oh. space jockey is almost it's a little different, but it's still the same. It's the same thing, right? And I'm, and there's been space horror films released over the past decade, mm -hmm. and and never has any have any of them been like, oh, maybe that's an aliens thing because no, they just look like their film. This looks so much like an aliens film. It's oh, obviously you an see, alien. You see Geiger everywhere. Yeah, I right. mean he's everywhere from the inside of the ship to. Uh, the outside of the ship to like the cavern area. It just, it's all Geiger. It's all alien. Mm -hmm. There's just no doubt about it. So, and of course, the, the, if this happens before the first film, it, it pretty much blows apart the first film, logic wise. Right. Which these, these, these idiots keep doing. They keep going back to these classic movies and they go, okay, we're going to add something to it. And then when they add their prequels, it fucks up the entire storyline, the uh, entire the chronological, chronological yeah, uh, uh, you know, the, the way it moves is just continuity. The continuity of the whole it. thing. It's just, it's it's just like a like a pebble in a in a calm you know river. It's just all fucked up. It's not. It's not Indiana. It's it's just like Indiana Jones. It's just like uh, Star Wars. It's every and the more they try to fix it, so no, really, it doesn't. It doesn't mess with the continuity. It does. So, but two months before, in interviews. Scott is going around talking about the MPA, saying how important it is to have a PG-13 rating for money. Like, no shit. He just basically came out and said, this movie needs to make as much money as possible. Right. Which, and, he said, and the way to do that is to get a PG-13, because then you yeah. guarantee a wider audience. 
Absolutely. And he's not right. wrong. That's the thing. He's not wrong. But what I think he's going to do to his own movie is he's going to cut back enough of it that it's probably an R-rated film and he'll have to he'll cut back Ow. enough that it gets a 13 so when it gets released they'll make twice as much money on a theatrical cut and an unrated cut. Now he put all this emphasis on that. Yeah. And then when the MPA came out and said, "Well, we're giving you an R." Uh he because he he immediately snaps in the whiny bitch mode. Mm-hmm. Like, "Oh, how dare they and, and Dark Knight didn't have anything happen to it and the MPA is outdated." Suddenly he's got a problem with the MPAA. Yeah. And that's what I love is about this this bitch fest is going on now with him and the Weinsteins had the same thing with the bully documentary. Yeah. They uh, did cut that though to get a right. 13. They did cut it. And Weinstein said, okay, I'm just going to release it without the MPA rating. I don't care because it's a documentary and it's important. Right. And so a lot of news coverage of Prometheus and bully uh, are connecting the two. Yeah. And there, and there could be nothing further between the true between the two of them because with bully, it was a documentary, and it was, you know, too realistic for the MPAA, apparently. And so when they what they cut was a little bit of profanity because even though it, it delivered the point of what they were trying to say with the documentary, it was not integral to it. Ridley Scott's making either a a piece of art or a piece of exploitation crap, uh, which you can like. I'm not saying it's bad, right. but. By bitching about the MPA and placing all this importance on the rating, how the rating is the most important thing, he's eliminated the idea that what he's making is has any kind of artistic integrity. True. Um, which is kind of like the, the whole foundation of the Oscars and all this bullshit that there's some kind of art behind filmmaking. Just to, to recognize as much. Just to talk a little bit about, just a little bit about what he is complaining about from the MPAA. Uh, I used to be one of those guys that complained about them too. I do. I, I still do. Well, I don't. I don't not complain about them a hundred percent, but I do think. I do think that they've lightened up a little bit, but they've lightened up in say areas such as maybe horror, uh, things no. like. Yeah, sure they have. They no. So where they've lightened up and where they've always been light is with big budget block or big-budget mainstream studio films. That's where they lightened up. But You've seen Prometheus m- isn't that? It, it is, but that's why it's such a shock to the Ridley. That's why he's pinching a fucking hissy fit, because they don't. They always give preference to these films. I and think... all of a sudden, they're not. If you look back, the, the reason you're seeing more horror films getting away uh, with more blood and gore yeah. is because cause more mainstream studio horror films are coming out. Back when the MPA was cracking down on horror films, you had smaller companies, smaller production companies competing with the major studios, cranking out these movies. And that was one of the ways they, they muscled them down is to try to filter out the content that was making them sellable. Okay. And and when you look at, when you compare, uh, say, like one of the Friday the 13th from that time period yeah, uh, and what they cut out violence-wise and then wa- go watch Die Hard, and see what they managed to get an R with while Friday the 13th had to cut out like any blood to release their film or, or, um, or Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street. But that's then. But I'm, that's talking, the, I'm talking now. And I say now there's still, there's still that. It, I it's, think something that they, that they annoy me with quite a bit is how lenient they used to be back then as far as um, swearing and nudity would go. 
Well, they're 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 not to an extent because there's I think it's like the three fuck rule. You're only allowed three fucks. Something like so, that. You know what? And like, it just it really depends on how they feel. Sometimes I think I I right. don't know if you if if it's in a comedy you can get away with three fucks, but if it's in a, a drama you're not getting away with three fucks depending on the rest of the content of the movie. The point is it's a mainly arbitrary. Uh, system based solely on the opinions of the of an unelected private committee. Yep, and it is very friendly to the studios. You can compare and a I, lot I of. I don't disagree with that. Right. So what's happening now is when Weinstein had the trouble with the MPA, they they saw it coming. They knew it. Com- they knew it was coming. That's why he was all prepared to go. Okay, releasing it without the MPA rating, block us from the theaters. Our big money's going to be on DVD anyway. Right. You know how many people are going to go to a theater to watch a documentary? We we're not like we're going to. They're not going. To, they're not going to get a widescreen three thousand. He's not Michael Moore, whoever made the film. Right. So you know, it's, it's, we're not expecting to make our money back on movie theaters. That's just our premiere, and then you know, and then thank you for you. We're getting more advertising. Um, so he expected that. Low budget films expect they have to deal with the MPA, and and that's why that's why now horror films basically shoot two versions. They shoot the theatrical version, then they shoot the DVD version at the same time. Every film that comes yeah. out unrated. No, no, you're right. I mean, that goes, that goes, and, and that might be a reason too why you think they're they're lightening up on horror films now is because you and I don't watch. You and I watch a lot of films on DVD first. Yeah, and and I, I've I've had films where I watch the theatrical versions. Like, holy, I don't remember seeing this. You know what happened? Well, missing t- whole scene. Take the movie Taken. For Taken. Instance. Here's a better one. Uh, the Dawn of the Dead remake. Oh, the Zack Snyder one. Yeah, when I saw the theatrical version, there was like half an hour taken out of that. I know. It's insane. Yeah. Um, so they've always had this this preferential treatment of the studios, especially with big-budget action films. And, and so I think Scott was just taken aback that they actually held him the task on whatever it is he did in this film that's suddenly so horrible that a 14-year-old can't see it without parental guidance. Yeah. <laughs> but he'll cut his movie. He'll get his PG-13. Which means not only is he a whiny bitch, but he's a whore, too. <laughs> yeah, no. He, he wants saying. to make sure. And, and something that I've noticed uh, over the last few years, and I'm not prepared with a list or anything, but I've noticed that a lot of films released in June don't do mm-hmm. as well as films released in, say, July. Or even late July, early August. Well, June, you've got graduations going. Uh, a lot of people are... I think, no, I, think, lot, I think studios, I think a lot of people are, I think a lot of people are busy in June. I well, for, for but school is just letting out. Uh, you most of your summer I, money if, for for blockbusters come from your 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 graduates, your 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 kids leaving school. Right, and if they're in the middle of graduating, they have less time to actually do stuff. We have graduation ceremonies, you have finals. I mean, June's a busy month. Yes, it is, but I'm pointing out that I think the quality of the film is also not as good either. I think okay, stu- that's a separate topic, but... <coughs> excuse me. I think June is almost like the blockbuster's January, you know? But, but because of that fact, because there's a lot going on in June, so people go to the theater less. That's, that's the effect, not the cause, I think. Well, only a part of June is that way. Once you get to the middle of June, it's pretty much a freed, freed-up month. I mean, it's just... Uh, you know what? I don't know why I even argue with you. It's not arguing. It's, it's like, like I don't even I don't have facts it. to back any of it up. Well, <laughs> that's the whole point. It's, <laughs> a, it's a busy month, and they release lesser films in June, and uh-huh. then they, they save everything for July. There. 
But Ridley's a whiny bitch. Prometheus he is a whiny little bitch. And he, and he already knows Prometheus isn't going to do well. I think he's already feeling I it. think everybody knows it's not going to do well. I think, think it's going to have a good opening weekend, but what's his budget? $150 million, I think? I don't think he'd be pressing so hard for a PG-13 if the test screening audiences uh, were had a better reception to it. Right. They probably have a lot of people write in the cards, oh, gee, aliens didn't see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they're already screwed by, and and I, I guarantee some people are already annoyed like we are, by the whole by the way they approached it. Also, and I, I need to point this out again because I keep seeing shots of the suits. We've hit science fiction to a point. Uh huh. Whenever they have space, the the only thing that the spacesuit helmets are designed around is being able to see the actors. So I'm watching I'm watching a clip from the trailer, and and I have to think, okay, so in the future. Uh, astronauts have the, have lights under their chins in the helmets to light their faces because you need that, right? What's I'm, it? I'm, mean, not, I'm not going to harp on that. It's specifically, it's like specifically designed for the film, and I, I understand that you no, have it, to do it. No, but you're, it takes you're away, right. But it takes away from the whole idea that, oh, you know, like, and then you'll have, he'll, I guarantee it in, in interviews, Ridley will be pulling the same shit that Cameron did. Everything's research, and this is the way the future will really look like. Bullshit. <laughs> well, considering that this is a prequel. But, but anyway. Know, it's still the future. <laughs> it is, this isn't the 1500s, right? I'm just checking. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I'm not going to shit on that. Only because, only because if we're out in deep space and I need to communicate with you, I think it's better if I see your face. No, now, I, think I know they're using it as an excuse to light up their face for the camera and all that stuff. Yes. And I agree with that. I know, but no. I, I'm not going to harp on it like you're harping on it. I, I do not need to see your face in space. I need to hear you. And that's what they do now. <laughs> What's that? We have a problem? You're not pantomiming. I don't need to read your lips. Speak into the microphone, sir. Please. You're a cantaloupe. <laughs> anyway... Uh, yeah, the, something like that, you can crap on it all you want. I'm, I'm not. That, that to me, I find, I just yeah, think that's yeah. silly. Um, good, good for oh, you. Oh, oh, so you find something silly. It's very silly. <laughs> um, but, I mean, the basic point is, I, I think we're going to see, uh, studio, these, uh, the MPAs over a rock now. Like, the minute they start pissing off the studios, because they're, it's, it's a self-appointed, it's a self-regulating system. It's, Hollywood has put this system into place. Yeah. The MPA does not answer to the government anybody. It's not a legal foundation. Uh, the, the the rating system is not legally binding. You you can't be arrested for going into an R-rated film if you're a kid. No, you know, the, they can just the kick you out. And they the probably wouldn't even refund your money. But yes, you're right. And you know the libraries don't even follow the MPA ratings. They 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 don't they don't uh, recognize it. No, as a matter of fact, if you go into your local library and you sit down and you watch pornography. Legally, they cannot kick you out. Until you start touching yourself. If you expose yourself publicly, yeah, they could. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, at that that's point, fine. they could. Uh, if you went in there and decided not to bathe for a whole month, and mm. you just start reeking up the place, they cannot ask you to leave. I've tested that theory, too. Oh, yeah? How'd yeah. that work out for you? It, it, it's true. It's true. <laughs> but you don't make friends. But you're right. Uh, yeah, not, yeah, not everybody... And- so if, if the everybody, MPA, you know, abides the, by those rules, the MPAA is going to hit a point where they're going to piss off the studios to such an extent that the studios are going to try to revamp the system because now they're hurting themselves. And while the only reason the MPAA is there is to prevent the government from stepping in and saying, OK, we're going to regulate your shit for you. Right. And if we can keep Democrats 
in the White House and keep the country Democrat run, they won't fear that as much because the Democrats don't worry about monitoring what we watch. That's strictly, for the most part, I mean, with the exceptions of like uh, Tipper Gore, uh, it's for the most part, that's a Republican standpoint, censorship. Oh, it's fucking awful, too. Right. So, I mean, if if, uh, the, if the country starts shifting left after this psychotic right-wing bullshit this last few years, if they start shifting left, Hollywood may decide to revamp the MPA totally or even, I don't know, replace it. Hmm. Long-term, not short-term, but it's a possibility. Long-term, okay. Speaking of uh, politics, did you notice that uh, Romney's wife has now... Uh, started doing a mini campaign to try and bring in female voters for him. <laughs> Did you see this? Ah, uh, dude. She is going out. She's doing political ads. She's going and shaking hands and kissing babies and that whole bullshit. Talking about how, because uh, she got a little backlash recently because she said uh, they they've uh, they've kind of uh, backlashed on her saying that she's never had to work. And she said, "Well, I raised five boys. That's hard work." So now she's defending herself and she's well, trying now to bring they have in. Yeah, because well, now they have it in because the Republicans have been pretty much attacking uh, women's rights to uh, to health and, and and choice and all these issues that were taken care of back in the fifties, right. not earlier sixties. I mean, this this is stuff that we've already taken care of, and now they're going back and challenging it again. And so they've been accused of this huge war on women, which is kind of true. Yeah. And and so the minute they accused her of of not being never working a day in her life, and she could come back and say, "Oh, I raised five children." Now they have the thing. Oh, see now, now the Democrats are against uh, uh, housewives, but we're for housewives. It's like, yeah, you raised you raised five children. You're also a fucking billionaire. Yeah, you're, you're also a multimillionaire. You can, I mean, give you you can, da. <laughs> I'm da. sorry. I'm sorry. I brought it up. <laughs> that's why. She, oh, she's the same one in the interviews. I, I don't I don't consider myself rich. I, need, I needed an oh, excuse to play yeah. the music again. I, said, I don't consider myself rich. Well, you know, <laughs> you're still fucking rich. <laughs> I don't I don't consider myself to have twenty million dollars in the bank right now. But apparently, that's what the accountants keep telling me. Yeah. <laughs> and now she's going around. And now they're they're harping on the whole thing. I raised five kids, so I've worked hard all my life. Says you you, whether or not she did, she didn't have to. Right. So it's it's really hard to come out and say I've struggled raising five children. No, you've you've probably had if if if, if they wanted to, and the Democrats won't because they're not attack dogs in this way. They could go back and find out how many nannies she's had, how oh, many personal, sure. how many people they've had taking care of the kids while they're doing other stuff. Who's raising their five kids while she's running around campaigning with uh, Romney now? Now are I they? Think, all, I oh? think they're all. Uh, I think they're pretty old. Not old, but I think they're they're very they're very you know, the mature is the, at this point. I think they're. I, 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 I'm not, I'm not sure, but I have a feeling that they can take care of themselves. My favorite Romney thing now is, is the, the big joke is Romney's, Romney's, uh, I love women. I mean, I know some people that own some. Because <laughs> every time he talks about sports, he's talking about teams he owns. It's yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's, that's hilarious. You know, the only thing funnier than that is they, they finally arrested Zimmerman. Yeah, they charged him. Yep. Yeah. Yesterday, yeah. that, that happened, uh. When I came home from work, about six, they were in the middle of that press conference. Which is funny because that was that was like 24 hours after his lawyers hold a press conference to say, uh, "We quit. We're not. We're not gonna. We're not his lawyers anymore." As a matter of fact, we can't find them. <laughs> yeah, I heard. I heard that. 
<laughs> all we know is all he knows is he called Sean Hannity. Now we can't we can't get a hold of him. We don't know where he is, and we quit. Bye, guys. And all of a sudden, the state of Florida is under the risk of looking even worse than before. So you know, maybe we should get this guy in custody before he leaves the country. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, he's a flight risk. Two two months two months and like a week or two after. He shoots Trayvon. Suddenly, suddenly we have enough evidence to to uh, press charges. Yeah, I, I, you know, you know, it's funny. Um, well, you know what? I'm not going to get into it. Actually, what? I'll, I'll tell you off air. What? I can't talk to him about. I can't say it on air. Oh, oh my. Yeah, it's. I'll tell you about it off. There's nothing uh, I can say on air. Yeah, it's it's okay. Anyway, um, do we want to go to a break and then talk about snakes on a plane? Um, because you know, you know the top ten is mostly the same shit from last week. I, there isn't anything new. We're just gonna the number one film is gonna be the Hunger Games again. Did anything new come out? Uh, here I'll take a quick just, look. Yeah, just bring up anything new. I mean, anything we can talk about that's fresh. You know what? You know what we can do? Something what? that I, I I like doing a lot. We can talk about the films that are coming out next weekend. Ooh, that's an idea. You know what? We let's do that. We can, play, we can even place a bet. We can even do a finger list off of that list. I don't know about that, because that's not fun about the top ten, but we can do a list. We can do a list. Okay. I mean, uh, bet I can bet you. You can bet me something, huh? We, we, can, we can, well, I don't know about monetary, but we can try to predict who's going to do better. All right. The, 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 there's three new movies in the top ten. Uh-huh. It's Houseful 2, which is an Indian movie, which is looks it? awful. Wait, wait, that's out now? This is from last weekend? This in is from 10. April 6th through 8th. Okay. This is so just a mere like four or five days ago. Indian film. It's, it's number a, ten. Right? It's a number. Ni- it's number nine. Okay. All right. It's an Indian film. It's your typical stereotypical Indian movie with the terrible music and the terrible Bollywood. acting, and it's Bollywood exactly. Right. Um, but it did eight hundred forty-seven thousand on one hundred and twenty-one screens. So they're hitting their demo. That's essentially what that means. They're hitting their demo, sure. and you know, out in. Bollywood, it's probably doing gangbusters, but out here it hit its demo. Good enough. It'll be on DVD next week, um, and it'll be in my entire library system. The number three film is Titanic 3D. Oh, that's another new film for the week. Made seventeen million dollars. Oh, it actually was. Op- it opened early and has made you know twenty five million so far. We 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 should redo Titanic. You want to redo it? I think we should do Titanic next week. Next week, yeah. I'm I, game for. I'm game. I can do that. Yeah, you know what? We, we're we're uh, we're working on uh, the movie Sucktastic book right now, mm-hmm. and we're we're researching. And I want to start. Uh, I want to break away from the challenges just for a little bit, so we can focus on the stuff we're researching for the book. And I, I think Titanic might be a good one to do. Okay, I'm yeah, I'm do, good with do, that. Do you agree? Do you agree I, with me? I agree. Okay. Um, yeah, and since the 3D version's out, this is a good time to mention that too. Uh, okay. Ah, I got a headache now. Just think. But 17 million. It's made 25 because it was released. Uh, I think a Wednesday release. Yeah. I also like the guarantee they that actually anybody- have a budget for it, which is 18 million dollars. So um, that to me means it costs them 18 million dollars to redo it in 3D. And print and advertising. Print and advertising. Yeah. Actually, probably um, cost them one million to do the 3D and 17 million in advertising. Probably. I would like to say right here and now that anybody who's listening to Movie Sucktastic right now, mm. and this is not your first episode, you probably have not seen Titanic 3D in the theater. 
<laughs> Probably not. I'm taking I'm taking a good guess that if we did not repel you after the first episode you listened to, that is not the kind of film you're flocking to see on the weekend. <laughs> That's a guess. If I'm wrong, please call and tell me so. The number two film, or it's the only other new film, is American Reunion with $21 million. Wow. Is Stickler like the only guy in that? You mean Stifler? Stifler. No, they're all in it. Every really? single one. Even uh, oh. What's-Her-Face, the one that went crazy and what? tore up Michael Rappaport's apartment. Like, oh. his total junkie head. Uh, what what the else hell are was they her doing? Name? Her name was... Uh, uh, what is it? It's... Natasha Leone, and they have she has an asterisk next to her name, and so mm-hmm. does Shannon Elizabeth, and so does Jennifer Coolidge and John Cho, which means they all have uh, cameos, but they're all in the movie. It's not they like got them any, all in there. It's not like any of them are doing anything else right now. Well, actually, John Cho, from obviously uh, Harold and Kumar. Yeah. I mean, all he needs to do is Harold and Kumar films and Star Trek movies. Now he's set. <laughs> Well, he's the only one. He's the one. Really, he's the breakaway. He's totally set. He's the one that's coming back because, well, you know, hey, I got I got free time. Yeah. So those are the three new films. Okay. Uh, finger I mean, list. I, I can run off the, the whole top ten and just choose a finger list real quick if no. you want. Yeah, uh, yeah go ahead. Let's right. do it. Uh, number ten is oh. John Carter. Yeah. Houseful 2. Salmon, uh, Sam, salmon. salmon Fishing in the Yemen. Uh-huh. Dr. Seuss's The Lorax, 21 Jump mm-hmm. Street, Mirror Mirror, Wrath of the Titans, Titanic 3D, American Reunion, and The Hunger Games. We're well, we're going to be we're, we're going to be unanimous on this. How 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 do you pronounce number 9 again? How Hebju? Salmon Fishing in the Yemen? Oh, no, the number 9 film. Oh, Houseful 2. Houseful? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. That's it. The Indian one. That's my finger list. That's your finger list? That's so my finger list. So you'd see Titanic 3D? Yes. Over that. Very good. Yes. yes. I'm not going to see some shitty Indian movie that I can't understand unless it's, um, oh, fuck. What was the name of that website where you could take the Indian films and put your own subtitles in it? I forget, but that was fun. That was tons of fun. It's probably still around. It still is. As a matter yeah. of fact, you can still see some of your old uh, bits if you remember your username from back then. I don't. <laughs> oh, we forgot to play and- the sound file for the finger list. Oh. <laughs> Houseful 2. Ah! Yeah, Houseful 2. And and what's coming out next weekend? Next weekend. Here, let me pull that up real quick. Uh, You know what? Got some good ones. Uh, Bully... Is Bully? it says it's new to theaters? Yeah, I guess it's adding more theaters. That's probably it. Um, but the films that are going wide are The Three Stooges. That's next week. Mm-hmm. Lockout, which I I absolutely want to see. That's the one with Guy Pierce. Oh yeah, the one that they keep saying they keep comparing it to Blade Runner and mm. Die Hard, and I think. More realistically, I would ha- I would go with if I if they have to choose Die Hard, I'd say Die Hard and Escape from New York. Escape from New York in space. That's basically what it is. Mm-hmm. He's going in to save not the president but some higher up's daughter. Yeah, and he doesn't play by the rules. And it, but Guy Pierce is hilarious. Guy Pierce is the man. He's awesome. He is. 
And uh, finally, The Cabin in the Woods is next Which weekend. I'm, I'm interested in seeing, and it looks the trailer looks funny, but I'm kind of worried. Why does The Cabin in the Woods look funny? It's a horror movie. Yeah, but it's it's, it's like a horror a, comedy. Yeah. You know what? It actually says that here. Horror comedy. Yeah, because it's making fun of horror films because it's like these kids end up in what looks like it turns out to be a controlled experiment where yes, yeah, so it's uh, Puppet Master. That's yeah, where where, where the, they're actually immersed the That's... in this like horror film experience where they're actually manipulating them to do things like split up and, and yeah, weirdness like that. Yeah, right. Um, and that's Josh. That's um, Josh what's his Whedon thing? is producing. That's Josh it. Whedon. He wrote which, it and produced it. Right, and again, I, Chris I love Hemworth Josh. is in it, and I I, I I mentioned this earlier. Sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is in it, and. They're really harping on him in it because the Avengers comes out next month. Oh yeah, so and I, I love Josh Reed and, and he does great stuff. I'm a huge Firefly fan, but he's not without his uh, mistakes. And I'm hoping this doesn't add to the list. I, I'm hoping this doesn't like end up on the same table as uh, uh, Dollhouse. Yeah, no, you you're know right. you're right. You're right. And I and and I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I got into that, but Angel. It was, was almost was okay. Like, I mean, he, he. I can understand that though, because it's it's almost like I'm on a roll. They're paying me more money. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Keep the train going. But I I get it. Angel was a spinoff for him, and he did have, right. he, he did have a lot to do with it, but he wasn't writing every episode. He wasn't directing no, every episode. It was, it was, it's just I, his I name a, was attached to it for the most part. I created a franchise. They want to pay me money to do more. Let's do it. I right. again, I don't I don't hold him to that. Contractually, Dollhouse, Dollhouse is like a. Yeah. Maybe you should have, should have switched gears. I don't know. Contractually, he probably, if it had a 21 or 22 episode season, he probably had to write, say, eight of them. Yeah, again. Them, you know? I, I, I'm just hoping this doesn't turn out to be on the flip side of the good stuff. All right. So, that's, all. so that's next week. That's your finger list. That's your top 10. Uh, do we want to take a quick break? Yes. Yeah. You okay. got the trailer for. Uh... Yeah. Actually, I, I do. I am going to... Here, let me do this. Uh, okay. And? 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 And let's go to break. Oh, break. Now, just make sure you keep quiet. Are you home alone tonight? Got no one to cuddle? Urgent. Urgent for some connection don't worry daddy ain't gonna hurt you just tune in movie sucktastic give us a call at 908-514-4470 tell us what bad movies have been tickling you just call after dark we like it that way look at that Imagine your greatest fears. The ones that paralyze you. The ones that render you helpless. Now imagine them all at once. You know all those security scenarios we ran? 
Well, I'm smack in the middle of one we didn't think of. Sage and you live. Shh. Did you guys hear that? Titanic is back. Digitally upgraded with new 3D motion field technology. I'm the king of the world! You can feel the action. Now, with more monsters and an up-to-date soundtrack. In cooperation with George Lucas. Drop your weapon! Maybe it's another drill. J.J. Abrams. Michael Bay. Titanic Super 3D coming soon. Are you tired of the same old pop culture podcast? Do you listen to those other podcasts and think to yourself, why aren't they talking about the things I'm interested in? Hi, I'm Reverend Scott, and when I want to listen to a couple of guys with their appendages on the pulse of pop culture, Penis. I listen to the Are You Serious podcast. Hear news about politics and religion where hosts Chris and Frank ask the tough questions. If you woke up with a cock in your mouth, would you take it or leave it? Yeah, exactly. How big is the cock? <laughs> You'll hear entertainment news about your favorite movies and TV shows, plus plain old wholesome discussion about the lives of Chris and Frank. I mean, now I am, like, tattooed. It's weird. It's like I've... I guess I should explain what I got. Yeah. It's three swastikas. Each one interconnected. <laughs> to look like a smiley face. And on my left arm is cock and balls. And you notice I looked at my right the arm character from an old that. Disney film. It's the prequel to Song of the South. Exactly. No, I have, it's um, called Song of the Cock and Balls. <laughs> it sounds like this. So when you think pop culture podcast, remember this. What's that thing between the dick and the asshole? The Are You Serious Podcast on iTunes or areyouseriouspodcast.com. All right, we're back. We're back. We are back. We're back. We're back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing here that because next week is episode 69, we need to do some oral sex movies. That this, that's what they're saying. We need to do... I, I believe an oral sex episode is, is in order, yes. I think I brought that up a few episodes ago. And I, I think it is in, in order. So do you think we do that next week? Well, we, I think we can. I think we can do both. I think we can do a little sixty-nine expose on the first half of the show, and the second half we can cover Titanic. Titanic's like a four-hour movie. We're not going to three hours and three and a half yeah, hours. 
everyone's we're not talking about it for four hours. We're not we're not doing a we we can cover Titanic in an hour. Okay. I I have a strong feeling about that. I'm not gonna go nitpicking every five minutes of the film. Okay. There's so much there's so much wrong with it overall. There's really no need to go into great detail. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm gonna just gonna for the for anyone for the, tuning in live. I'm just gonna queue up snakes on a plane and have that going on in the background. Cool. Little visual, visual. I aid. like doing that for everybody. And if, if you're listening now on the podcast, uh, Thursday nights eight o'clock, you want to go to uh, livestream.com/slash moviestucktastic <laughs> and tune in, and you can watch the podcast. And while we're talking, we'll throw the movie up that we're re- talking about and just play it in the background for uh, shits and giggles. Oh yeah. And right now we're playing Snakes on a Plane because that is the film we're talking about. That's right. Actually, you know what? <clears throat> what? What? Let me kill the yes. music. What? What's wrong? Why? What? No, what? I'm just killing the music. We had some some Beatles going on in the background. I couldn't hear a thing. Yeah, you mentioned that before. Yeah. I take it for me. Could be you. Um. So the basic premise of Snakes on a Plane is uh. Apparently the studio wanted to make a <laughs> make, make a bad movie on purpose. Uh yeah, that's exactly yeah. what they wanted to do. Um well they were based- hoping that the hype from it would um it did. Well they were hoping that the hype would just that it didn't do that well. It did better than it would have without the hype. Well they were you know the, what's funny is they were really they were really pushing for uh, Snakes on a Plane makes $48 million this weekend. That's what they were hoping. And what it really did was, I think, 14 <laughs> it, it, it did better than it would have. It did do better than it would have. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the budget on it was... Um, I actually have... Low. It, it, well, you could tell just from the special, oh. the special effects of the snakes. It was pretty bad. Low. Yeah. CGI snakes, no good. No. It, it, was, no. it was pretty bad. And oh, they the actually best part- don't list the budget. Now... <laughs> Yeah, before exactly. before we go into the behind the scenes aspect and everything, you you want to give a rundown of the plot, which should take ten seconds. Yeah, the plot is um, I don't remember his name, but Samuel L. Jackson. No, not Samuel L. Jackson. This oh. kid, random kid, random kid sees um, this gangster, uh, not gangster, it's Asian gangster. He witnesses a, a crime. He, killing. he wishes. He wishes. He witnesses a crime. So they're after him. So he gets on a plane. And it gets leaked on what plane he's going to be on. And what happens is he, this guy, Kim, just puts thousands of snakes on the plane, hits them with these pher- uh, pheromones, so they go fucking ape shit on anything that goes near him. His plan <laughs> is to bring down the plane, thus killing the kid, thus no witness against him to testify. Now, normally, you'd think... That's the whole plot. No, normally, you'd think bringing on a plane would involve a bomb... Yeah, some kind, of, some kind of bomb. Apparently, Kim had a lot of snakes on hand. Didn't know what to do with them. <laughs> Figured that uh, best way to bring the plane down is to just assume that by chance an ass load of snakes on a plane uh, will eventually cause the whole thing to come into the crash yeah, into the ocean. Yeah, it'll get into the the circuitry of the of the plane and uh, just the GPS will just go haywire. No more so, communication with, uh, right. you know, with LAX, and then you go down. Right. Thirty three million dollars. Now that's Cause, higher than I thought it was. Because Samuel L. Jackson's guarding the kids, so the kids untouchable. You can't reach the kid. 
kids safe. So it's, it was easier for Kim to contact a snake, uh, an underground snake handler in North America. Who's been arrested twice before. Right, so, so he has a record. easy to find him. Right. Um, <laughs> have him ship um, an ass load of, of a variety of highly poisonous and dangerous snakes to, uh, was it Hawaii? Honolulu. 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 That's, that's in Hawaii, isn't it? Mm. Probably. Probably. Um, so they ship it, all these snakes to Honolulu, I'm assuming on a plane. <laughs> then they secure them on the plane that's leaving. Rig a uh, an altimeter, so when they reach a certain altitude, the snakes are released, and have someone else uh, spray snake pheromones. Yep. Which I guess the pheromone, even though there's all they're all different kinds of snakes, I guess they're all attracted to the same kind of pheromones, and they spray them on the lays as which they give to the people as they leave uh, Honolulu. Which usually it works in reverse. Usually, yeah. when you go to Honolulu and you leave the plane, they give you the lays. Yeah, you so, don't usually take them back with you or get them when you get they, on. They usually don't say, you know, welcome, welcome to leaving Honolulu. <laughs> uh, so, um, there's a lot of, I would say, slight logic problems with that setup. Which there's a lot of problems with this film, and and little things too. Well, actually, I want to since we're talking about the stakes on the plane, like them getting it on. Yeah. I've got a major issue continuity-wise, because mm. here's the setup, and you're probably it's, it'll be on the screen behind us before we're done talking. At one point, while they're securing the plane, we're meeting we're meeting our cast of victims and characters. Right. Um, so the shots are literally, we have a shot outside of cops taking the pets, taking the uh, dog sn- the sniffing dogs, the bomb sniffing dogs. Right. Taking them onto the plane to, to sniff the cargo holdout. Outside. Uh, one of the baggage handlers picks up a phone and goes, uh, flight 578, click. Obviously alerting to them that that's the plane that the kid's going to be on. Right. Right? We then cut to uh, the cap, one of the pilots getting on the plane, get to meet him. So there's a slight passage of time, nothing major. Then we cut to some other Jamoke talking to a phone as he's spraying the lays, giving us uh, backgrounds. Oh, yeah, these pheromones, they're going to drive those snakes batty. Yeah, this is going to be great. Then we cut back to the cops again. With they're still in the they're still in the hold, with the dog, and um, as we find out eventually when the snakes are released, the snakes are already on the plane. Mm-hmm. So when did they get them in there, and how come nobody saw it? No, I no 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 no. Obviously they got them in there before the the the, the before the cops got in there with the dogs, which means. The only thing I can think of that the guy with the phone's doing when well, he wait says... Wait a minute, isn't that wrong too? Because what? later on, uh, doesn't Samuel L. Jackson's partner said, oh, we didn't notice them because they were cold-blooded. I guess the dogs couldn't sense them. I guess. I don't I don't understand what that was about either. I guess it was... So I think that's a continuity error as well. And But <laughs> so, but if the guy's on the phone saying, flight 55548 or whatever it was... Right. Who's he alerting? Because... The snakes are already on the plane, which means they knew. And at first I was thinking, oh, maybe he was telling the guy with the lays which, which plane to take the lays to. But he should know because the snakes are already on the plane. <laughs> Unless, and, and the only other, because they're behind these boxes of lays. Right. Right? The only other option is that in the passage of time between the cops going on the plane, uh, the shot of the cops going on the plane, and then the shot of... The guy spraying the pheromones and then going back to the shot of the, the cops in the plane. 
that would mean in that, that passage of time, the cops would have had to take the dogs through the cargo hold, leave. Somebody else should have brought a giant crate full of snakes onto the cargo hold. Right. Replace, uh, covered it with the lays, take a bo- bunch of empty boxes of lays out, and then the cop came back and stepped again. <laughs> so that's... Yes. Not incorrect. How about that? That, that? that bothered me. It bothered you a little bit. Only because, you know, I'm looking for continuity errors and stuff. That's a major one. That's I have to assume it happened in the editing room. I think a lot of things happened in the editing room. <laughs> a lot of bad things. Bad things happened in that editing room. Yeah. One thing that happened in the editing room is this is one of the... We just came off of talking about Ridley Scott, right? Yes. Who's bitching about his R rating and is probably going to have to cut it down to a PG-13. Yeah. Due to um, the the response of fans on the internet, before the film even came out, there was such a huge like backswell of support for the film. The filmmakers went back shot additional scenes to bump it from a PG-13 up to an R because people were outraged that they were going to release this film with, an, with a PG-13. Yeah, there's... um, <laughs> they, they went back and added shit to get it to an R. There's another film that people are... Um, and you know what? Off the top of my fucking head, I can't think of it, but they say this film needs to be an R. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be a PG-13. Because all the previous films, I think it's a secret. You know what? I, wasn't that wasn't that uh, Tintin? I'm unprepared for it, so I shouldn't even have brought it up. Uh, no, there's there's another film. There's another big film coming out that uh, it was threatened that it could have been a PG-13. But from what I understand, it is getting an R. They're they're sticking to an R. So I mean, but I, I find that interesting. I thought it was cool. That they had to go back and add stuff, right. and, and one of the things was the the uh, iconic line that they added in to get the R rating by boosting up the foul language was the uh, motherfucking snakes line. Oh, <laughs> what is you it? How, it? How did it go? Just, sure. I am sick. I am sick and tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. <laughs> of course, it's a deeper voice because it's Samuel L. Jackson. I am sick and tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. <laughs> And and uh, and I have I must ask you I will broach it to the question to you right now is there any other actor who delivers the line motherfucker better than Samuel L. Jackson? No. Which wallet is it? Is the one that says badass motherfucker? <laughs> I mean, he he throws motherfucker out there better. I I mean, I defy you. Tell me another actor that gives a better motherfucker. There isn't. You're right. There truly yeah. isn't. There are plenty of actors out there who are capable of giving, delivering a better fucker, <laughs> um, or even a better, just a better fuck. But as far as motherfucker, he's the one. It begins and ends with Samuel L. Jackson. Yes, that that's you can't go anywhere else from there. <laughs> uh, sorry, let's let's fast forward a bit then. Um, Everybody's on the plane, or everyone's boarding, and they pull the most cliche. You get wait. Which part is that? Well, as far as people people on the plane. Oh, the the you the, get wide. the the snobby boss. You get the two kids flying by themselves. You get the lady and her baby. You get the 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 chick with the little dog. You know, the high maintenance chick with the little dog. The celebrity. Mm-hmm. You, know, you get all these people. It's it's like it's right out of the seventies, right out of like Airport seventy seven or whatever it was. It's just it's one of those classic yep. disaster films. It, it's 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 airplane, 
and and I'm not saying that you wouldn't have those type of people on on this plane anyway. It's the big setup because they're the ones you focus on, right? Yeah. They, they, you know, they're what they do. You know, with the woman and the baby and the two kids, they're flying by themselves for the first time. They're trying to get some emotion out of you when things get all fucked up. Well, they're introducing your victims and your survivors. Yeah. And, and, and the whole thing is to make you guess who's going to die. And it was at least once, in order to give any kind of emotion from you or to, to, to crank up any kind of uh, suspense, is they'll, sh- they'll introduce characters to you that you kind of like, uh, such as the, the um, hypochondriac husband and, and the wife. Oh, they're on their honeymoon? Right. They'll, they'll introduce characters and that you, you kind of like. You're sympathetic to let them. Me, let There's me tell you wrong something. With them. Yeah. I'm, I'm that guy. I hate flying so much. I'm that guy. I'm like paranoid. Mm-hmm. If something's going on. Every seat's not. Every seat's not full. I, I don't know what's going on here, but something's going on. That's so, me. I yeah. hate flying. It, it, it's the basic writing trick. You put a character in that you can empathize it with, as you do. Yeah. Uh, and then you like the character, and you like them, and they're okay. So then, wh- but they're peripheral characters. They don't really matter. So then we can kill them off, and you go, oh. And it, and it builds this doubt when you oh, now you know they could kill off anybody. Well, they're not. They're not killing off Samuel Jackson. They're not going to kill off you know the 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 the, the, uh, the funny stewardess. the funny black guys or the 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 love interest stewardess isn't going to bite it. So they'll, that, you know, they'll kill I'll, everyone yeah. else. They'll kill the little by, dog. Yeah, it's by the oh they they thank God they killed the dog. The snobby the guy list. that threw the dog. Well, that's and that's <laughs> and he was he that. was set up for you to hate him. Oh, so that yeah. when it happened, you you. In in most right. cases, would probably cheer, and that's what they do. And again, that's what they do. It, it's basic screenwriting. Here's a character you hate that you're gonna be happy. Here's a character you like that you're gonna be sad when they die. Here's the character that you hate, but that they're gonna have a um, a character arc where you end up liking them at the end. Right. Like maybe the rapper uh, was three um, G, three G, which is before they upgraded. Although I liked his one bodyguard. His real name is Keenan Thompson. Mm-hmm. He's actually funny. I think no, no, he, I he, think he's. He was, genuinely funny person was he from good burger uh yes he was i, th- I thought so he was from I good thought... burger he's now on saturday night live so when oh. they put him in skits those are its shining moments in my opinion mm-hmm. <laughs> when he's not in skits it's horrifically bad um so it, it, the, the character was 3g mm-hmm. the rapper 3G. that was before they upgraded the 4g yeah and there's a scene in this movie too oh i know what you're talking about I love when technology ages in a film. Please go ahead. Yeah, I know what you're talking and, about. And the thing that kills me about it, too, when you make a movie, if I made a movie, I would make it a, a, a very, I would do it in such a way so that when you watch it, say, five years later, this movie's only six years old, you know, five years later, six years later, not, ten years later, not, it doesn't outdate itself. It wasn't supposed to be timeless, though. It was a product no, of the time. No, I know that. They but, know that. They know but that. But when, when the scene happens where they're talking with uh, the snake expert, and right. she, the one girl, the, the high-maintenance girl with the they're dog. On the air, they're on the airplane phone. you got to underline that. Right. They're on the airplane on the phone. Right. Phone talk, sky and phone. she says, well, why don't we take pictures of it? And and the one snobby guy, he says, well, how the hell are we going to do that? She goes, ever heard of email? And, and the way he, stewardess says, all we need is a computer that can send email and a digital camera. And a digital camera. And she holds up her phone. Which is the, obviously the a smartphone. Rich girl. The rich the girl. The rich girl, which is a very early smartphone and says this does both. Right. And this film is only six years old. Mm-hmm. And obviously when that was introduced in the film, smartphones at the time were very expensive. 
when they I'm first came was, out, they were extremely expensive, and they were rare. I'm guessing it was a BlackBerry too. Um, it could I have almost want to say it was a BlackBerry. You know what? It might not have been a smartphone, but it did have satellite connectivity, so that they could right. be up in the air and she you could still pictures. send emails and send pictures. Um, I mean, the, and the joke is. It, the, you're watching the film now. They're on a plane. They want to email pictures of somebody, right. and only one person has a phone that can do that, <laughs> instead of like twenty of them. Right. Instead exactly. Of, instead of everybody go well, obviously. Right. And, and and again, I would I wouldn't have put that in the film, just because it's outdated. Right. The next year, the movie comes out in 2006. In 2007, it's completely outdated. Smartphones started to take over. It it's, just. It, the film was not meant to survive. Yeah, I know, I know, but now, but it's uh, but, just one of the many problems that it, that's wrong with this movie. But, but I can forgive all the problems the film has based on one instance in the film. What's that? A- any continuity? The fact that the snakes uh, don't move like real snakes do, and ironically, the reason they use CGI for the snakes is because real snakes don't move the way they wanted them to. Of course not. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, the, the, the fact and the fact that most of the snakes don't act the way snakes would have acted, uh, I can forgive all the continuity errors. I can, I can. Oh, what the hell! I can forgive the fact. <laughs> I'm, I'm beating my microphone against my face. I can Is forgive that what you the call fact. It? Yeah, that's what I call it when I'm alone. I can <laughs> forgive the factual errors. I can forgive the cheesiness, all because of one thing they did in the film that said to, to said to the audience, if you caught it, we're fucking around. Don't take it serious. When the snakes are attacking. Okay, and the tall, um, the tall male stewardess, right. uh, flight attendant. What he throws grab, a snake in the microwave? No, throws a snake in the microwave. Did you happen to notice what he pushed on the microwave? I know the time was two ten. The time was two ten, but first he pushed the snake preset button on the microwave. Oh, did he? There was a snake preset mu- button on the microwave when he throws the snake in the plane in the microwave. And you know what? <laughs> And I, I rewound. I, I, I like, really need wait. to stop watching these movies in my fucking car. <laughs> See, you got to pay attention. I, 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 re- I rewound it immediately. So hold on a second. And just the fact they went through the trouble to make the fake microwave thing to put the snake button on it. Right. I forgive them for everything. Obviously, they were just going for fun. This film was meant to. It, the movie it, again. They weren't trying to write a great film. No. They were trying to write a a fun film. That followed the conventions of of that genre, the exploitation horror film, and do it to entertain, and it does. Well, and don't get me wrong. Um, when and that's we, why, yeah. When we watched it at my house, probably about six years ago. Yes. Uh, and we watched it for the first time. It was a fucking blast. We oh, had yeah. we had a blast watching it because it was awful, but fun because it was awful. And, and I think even- that was one of the first nights. We talked about possibly. It's like, why don't we record our conversations when we do this? Yeah, is that what we're doing this now? Why don't we just like you know? Right. We're talking we didn't about end it. up doing that till about three years later, but we would always talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever we get together, we'd spend three hours talking about movies. What'd you see? Oh, I saw this, and then we talk about it. So, yeah, and so, but that's why, like, I, I I'm not getting angry over the, you know, that one that that one continuity thing at the beginning was so blatantly bizarre that it, I, I could not handle it properly. Right. But, yeah, everything else in the film, it's just meant for fun. I mean, it's Samuel L. Jackson running, you know, and then, when, you know, it's, it's all built up to Samuel L. Jackson's line. After that, it's, okay, well, now we're going to shoot some holes in the windows. <laughs> and we're going to let the funny black guy drive the, fl- drive the plane. 
you know, it, 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 it yeah, was just back got, and forth. I got 2,000 hours. <laughs> it was just back and forth between the humor and the horror. And, of course, you've got, you know, snakes biting bare breasts and, you know. Yeah. Biting dicks. What was it? Get off my dick, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Which you which you rarely hear. You no, rarely I, hear I, that I, phrase. I get never... off my get off my dick, bitch, is rarely used. And if heard, is, is rarely heard from again. I, I would never say that. I I can't think of a of a situation yeah. which I would be motivated to to uh, utter that phrase. Get some bitch off my dick. I wouldn't I wouldn't want that. I, I think I'm I think I'm more likely in my lifetime to just spontaneously use the phrase I'm sick and tired of these motherfucking snakes on these motherfucking planes. Then I then I am saying get off my dick, bitch. <laughs> well, I'm glad you cleared that up. Well, you know the odds are almost the same, but I, th- I think what they the way shit towards... just happened. What? Uh, the video on my fucking screen just went ape shit. What'd you do? I, Mine's fine. My computer just, whoa, dude. Oh, are, we're still recording audio, right? Oh. Are we oh, okay? Th- this is bad. <laughs> oh, what no. What the fuck just happened? You know, I have to go against everything that we've discussed here, and I'm, I'm going to have to log on to live stream to see what's happening. Oh, fucking hell. I, you- I don't know if I'm going to be able to save our audio. Don't 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 say that, dude. This is bad. Hang on, let me, let me don't 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 turn anything off. I got to see what's happening. This doesn't sound good. It's not good. <laughs> Why? What's happening? Describe it to me, sir. The whole screen is just breaking up everywhere. I've got a green screen on my end here. Yeah, I think it's Procaster. I'm gonna stop Procaster, and then we're gonna go live again. But we we're gonna still be recording our our podcast. Okay. All right, so hold on. I'm going to stop it. Now, here's the fun part while Joey's doing this. For all you people listening at home, you get to listen to us work through the technical difficulties of trying to do a live video podcast while we're recording. So essentially, by trying to add another dimension to the podcast, we've decreased the value of your audio podcast. Yeah. So so, so welcome. Welcome to the new devalued movies like that. <laughs> Dude, this is, this is fucking bad. So, something just bad, bad just happened. <laughs> Dude, this is so. I, I'm I'm shocked that we're still recording. Oh <laughs> my god! For those of you just tuning in, Joey's computer exploded, and the show's about to die. And, and what's hilarious about this is I was going to put another 12 gig of RAM in this fucking thing tonight. <laughs> but there's a fucking building fire on the same street that the computer store that I buy all my shit from is on as well. So they closed both sides. Can't get there. I, I, I have firsthand news now from some of our listeners that the uh, that the our screen is green. Yeah, the, I killed yeah, I, I killed the procaster. Okay. <laughs> and oh man, this is so bad. Oh. <laughs> anyway, snakes on a plane. Snakes on a plane, motherfucker. Yeah. Now, now, and also, you know I mean, what? I, I, th- I think. Hold on a second. The beauty of the movie was that there was such a groundswell of support. It was like a grassroots campaign for the movie, which you don't get much anymore. Right. Uh, e- even for even for things like the Hunger Games or Twilight, it's such an orchestrated um, uh, machine. By the time the films, the books get popular enough to ma- be made into a film, that the, any public support is really just a background noise to the to the. Uh, 
advertising budgets of these massive companies creating these films, Snakes on a Plane was really fa- film fans catching online that this film was going to happen and just gathering behind it. And they had such a f- groundswell of just support. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite story is the fact that uh, when Samuel L. Jackson signed on, his agent uh, told the studio that they had to change the name because Samuel L. Jackson, you know, Oscar-nominated a- a- actor, right. could not be cannot be in a film called Snakes on a Plane. So they, they announced they were going to change the name, and then there was such a huge uh, backlash against it. And then when Samuel L. Jackson heard about it, about the he had, didn't know that they were going to change the name, his response was, uh, you have to leave the name. That's why I took the job. Uh. <laughs> I, I took the job because I saw the title, Snakes on a Plane, had to be there. And, and and it's that kind of weirdness that I mean you I don't know how often you get that kind of um, massive support for a film no one's seen and no one really knows I mean who who was involved with the film that had a cult following behind them this isn't like Dogma with Kevin Smith where you have people oh we love Kevin Smith we got we we support him no matter what we don't haven't seen the film yet but we're sure it's gonna be great this was just some random horror film with snakes in it yes. You know, and I I don't think you see that that often anymore, and I think Snakes in the Plane is gonna, even though it's very dated instantly, it's gonna hold that position just as being one of those weird films that was a cult hit before it was released, and is now mainly known as the film that everyone wanted to see, for but for no real reason. You know, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to save our show. Joey's trying to save our show. I'm just... Let, let me put it this way. What? I don't see... I don't see an easy way to save our show. Because the entire screen... Audio or the video? Audio. The video I already saved because I was able to see a small portion of the video um, in, on the screen. So, so should, we, should we just say, call this the end of the episode and hope it actually makes it? Yes. Oh my! I guess I'm not going to be reading from the terrible game tonight. No. Oh, you did. You planned on doing that. I actually dug it up. I was going to start doing it again. It's going to have to wait till next week. It's going to have to wait. Okay. Because I, you know what, Audacity, and um, and Reaper, which is what I use to do our audio, I have no idea if they have an auto recovery. Which I'm hoping they do. Uh, Audacity does because I had to use it once before. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's I forget you. If you look it up, I googled it or something, and I found it. You, you, the backup files are still there, and, and you you can reattach them somehow. I forget. What I'm what I'm looking at here. I brought up Task Manager. Uh huh. And we're now entering. We we went from movies to politics to movies. Now we're into the tech portion of the show. Yes, that's right. I I went into Task Manager. And that, when I bring that up, the screen is flawless. So I know this has something to do with uh-huh. me doing a dual screen setup. Oh, it's the dual screen that gets you, dude. Well, it's the dual screen that gets you. Well, I, f- I fucking need it. That's the problem. Oh, no, I, I know you need it. I'm not saying it's, you... it's the only way I can do the show properly. Not mock- Obviously, dual- that's not the case this evening. I'm not mocking the dual screen. I'm just saying that's probably what tripped you up. <sighs> Son of a bitch. Welcome to the last episode of Movie Sucktastic. The very last one. Speaking of Titanic, 
Listen in as movies like Tastic sink slowly into the Arctic Ocean, and Joey and I fight over the last table. Yeah. Would would you would would you die for me, Joey? I would. I wouldn't. I, I brought up the soundboard that I have, and I probably could play our ending music. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. So, uh, yeah, that's so fucked up. Oh. Wow, this is so fucking bad. If I move my mouse over parts of the screen, it, like, colors it back in. That's always a good... That's a good sign. That means there's still stuff there. Yeah. I mean, we can continue talking and just hope to God that I get to save all of this. Uh, We were at an hour and 10 or 15 minutes anyway, so... I mean, we can go for another five or ten minutes. You can give me my movie challenge if if you decide well, if you don't want to do Titanic next week. If you do, then you can give you can still give me the movie challenge, but we'll hold it for uh, an, a, a later episode. Your movie challenge is Titanic. No, it's not. Yes, it is because I want to switch. I want to switch gears from challenges. Well, no, you you had another movie to give me. No, no, because I was thinking that I wanted to get out of movie challenges to work on the films that were. Oh, you didn't just come up with that on the fly. No, no, I was actually planning on doing that. Really? Yeah, I, I was. It was actually coincidence that Titanic. It's not coincidence. That's one of the reasons I wanted to do that too. Oh. It, yeah, it's it, it's it makes sense. The Titanic 3D is in the theater. Uh, we're doing a book on blockbuster bad movies that we're researching. Uh, I just thought it all tied in nicely, and that way we can kind of not work on three things simultaneously. We can combine them all into one thing. Oh, okay. And so that's me being smart. SMRT. SMRT. You are smart. <sighs> fucking hell. <laughs> um, I don't want to read the terrible game. Well, I don't. I can't get the music <laughs> for it anyway. Ooh, that's why <laughs> I was about to say that's why because you won't be able to play the, the masterpiece music. And no. also, now that we have the video, I want to actually be on video when I'm reading it because because that'll be even more useless. <laughs> uh, you know, so holy I, I, we, fucking we might, balls! We might have to call this an episode. I think so. I mean, we we basically gave our whole piece about snakes on a plane there's nothing else to talk about for snakes on a plane no i think i i think i covered everything I, it really for me it begins and ends with the snake preset button on the microwave yeah that that sets the that that one instant sets the tone of the entire film after that happens you can just relax and go it doesn't matter right it doesn't ma- just enjoy it. it doesn't matter anymore i have to figure out why this fucking computer did this maybe it's just a monitor <sighs> it's got to be a dual boot issue and i don't know maybe i gotta look into i know my graphics card has new drivers so i probably just have to do that we've been doing this for a little while now uh, probably four or five weeks now Mm -hmm. longer even never had one issue well we've still been improving upon it so this is like the first major issue we've had that wasn't due to uh ignorance on our part (laughs) this is this is the first and this episode was going so well too i I was very happy with the production of this episode oh yeah i I was looking forward to looking at it no this up until now we've had nothing but user uh user issues Mm -hmm. this is a technical issue this is not us doing things wrong this is something going wrong on us i have to uh i have to also delve into our audio programs and make sure it has some sort of um like if I were to like the computer were to shut down, mm-hmm. it will save it somewhere, like automatically. So it's just some sort of redundancy, you know. I'm redundant. 
I can be too sometimes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I mean, do, I mean, well, I mean, I mean, I mean, what are you talking about? Right. Uh, so, oh, fucking hell. Um, so I guess let's just go ahead and end the show. Happy trails. Yeah. This, uh, this, uh, or, or what, what did the band play as the Titanic sank? What did they play? Yeah, they played something when the Titanic sank. Wasn't it like uh, the Beer Barrel Polka or something? Oh, yeah. What the fuck was it? I don't even know. Making Whoopi? <sighs> so, no, it wasn't that, but this fucking big band music. Yeah. What other kind is there? Well, as a matter of fact, what's, what's interesting about that, Brian, at the time, he was oh. still in college Him. when Titanic came out, and for extra credit... He had to go to some some performance where the guy played nothing but big band music, and Titanic was just coming out in the theaters. And he mentioned this whole thing about how you know legend has it, and uh, on the Titanic they played this style of music as it was sinking. And sure enough, fucking James Cameron had it in the goddamn movie. Well, I think I think it's a part of the legend too. Yeah. So. Yeah. But that's not uh, what I'm playing. I'm playing our theme uh, music. Ah, uh, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he listens. I could probably just just to find out if he has to renew the um, restraining order on me. <laughs> the answer is yes, you do. You do. You're a dangerous man. I'm I'm a dangerous man. You are very dangerous. Very. I I am. I, I am. see. I see firsthand what you did to my computer tonight. That was me. I that was all mind. you. Because you're a dangerous I that, man. I did that with my mind. You sure did. And, and I can also make people sterile with my mind, too. <sighs> All right. Do you have any wisdom other than Joey needs to, to fucking revamp his whole goddamn computer? Uh, yeah. My, I guess my wisdom would be uh, always avoid motherfucking snakes on motherfucking planes. <laughs> I like and, it. And, and when, and, oh, and, but my, my, actually, I, I, my parting wisdom would be uh, whenever you watch Star, Star Wars episodes one, two, and three. Yeah. Whenever Samuel L. Jackson appears on screen, uh, in your mind, substitute lines from his other films for the lines he's speaking on the screen. Okay. <laughs> it works for me. Yeah. You can do make it a drinking game. What? No, no. I don't do those anymore. You don't do them anymore? <laughs> no. No. Sorry. Those are bad. I'm, at, I'm actually like, go, I'm, I'm doing a, col uh, a high school tour now where I go to high schools uh -huh. and... We, we play the last 15 minutes of movie sucktastic Oscar show and then I talk about the evils of drinking <laughs> I think I think I've changed a lot of lives I you know what you changed my life I, I, I changed your uh, your uh, wastebasket you changed my my carpet not I didn't change the carpet you spilled vodka all over my floor it was on the plastic thingy yeah, a lot of it hit my pants though I changed your pants well you know what I'll never know if any of it really hit the carpet this shit's clear you, you change my pants every time we do a show, Joey. Look at that. You're changing them right now. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we, you want to tell everybody where they can go? Yeah, I'll say where they can oh, oh, you mean for the show? Yeah. Oh, that's a different place. Uh, to listen to Movie Sucktastic, you can go to moviesucktastic.com. Okay. There's more from there. You can <laughs> you from there. You can listen to our show, our podcast live there. Uh, do we have a live stream thing set up on the on we the sure website? Sure do. It's on the podcast of page. 
I know we do. Of course I know that. Uh, you can watch us live Thursday nights, and you can probably access our other videos uh, from live stream from the site, correct? Yep. Yeah, of course. Um, you can also access our <laughs> podcast. Our, our audio podcast can also be accessed on iTunes. Uh, if you listen to us, please, please, please go to iTunes, leave a message, leave a rating, all positive. Support us. Help us get the word out there so other people can tune in and listen to us as we have equipment breakdown and we uh, we talk about snakes on a plane 10 minutes longer than we should have just to uh, just to pad the time. Yeah, so to um, see if Joey can fix this problem, which he couldn't. Right. Uh, you can also listen to us on Podcast Pickle, Podcast Pup, Zune, um, uh, Mevio. Mevio. Yes. Mevio Stitcher. Still. Stitcher. I said Stitcher, didn't I? Uh, not sure. I said Stitcher. Okay. And um, Stitcher, you can listen to us on your on your uh, on your smartphone or in your BMW. In, in which case, um, use uh, no your turn com- signals. Yeah, please use your turn signals. Why? Uh, why you're using your turn signal? You can call our hotline. 908-514-4470. I'm not saying no. it a second time. That number again is... Oh, you fucker. 908-514-4470. And, of course, you can always go to smichaelwilson.com, which I haven't updated in the last couple of weeks, so I shouldn't even be mentioning it because I'm just embarrassing myself. And if you happen to be near a bookstore, rush in, throw some shit around, and say, God damn it, where is the latest issue? Where is the new new issue? Of Uncle John's Flush Fiction, the antho- the humor anthology that's hitting bookstores now. Very good. And or- if you are listening to this episode, that means I was able to fucking salvage it from the ashes. Right. And if you already have a copy of Uncle John's Flush Fiction, run into your local bookstore, ask the clerk what year it is, and when they tell you, run out screaming, it worked! It worked! <laughs> and you can always send it to Scott, or he'll sign it for you. Send me anything and I'll sign it for you. I will sign anything. That's right. I've got plenty of Sharpies here just waiting to, to mark shit up. There you go. And just remember, just because you like it doesn't mean it's good. That's right. All right. We'll talk to you all next week. Uh, um, as long as Joey's computer isn't... isn't oh, isn't. it'll be fine. It, it does what I say. <laughs> just not right this second. It really is. It's not doing what you say now. No, it's not. But we'll see. If I can save this episode and you're listening to it, I won, motherfucker. It does what you say as long as you don't say, get off my dick, bitch. That's right. All right. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.